Oof. What's going on, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 3, Episode 12. Holy shit. MSI 2022 is on, and it's been pretty much what we expected. I mean, uh, there's... <laughs> oh, okay, I'll say this. Sean was like, red candidates are probably going to be the best Brazilian team we've seen at MSI in years. I mean... No, what, what are you talking about? I said they had a chance. To... They did for that one game. What for that one game, they, they had did. a chance. They had the perfect game against PSG Talon that one day, and I was like, holy shit, they actually look pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And then they had a good game against Turkey up until the point where they threw, and I was like, wait a minute, because I, I know the biggest rivalry between like the minor regions is Turkey versus Brazil, but Turkey's never lost to them in any, any of their games. That's actually kind of funny that Turkey's actually never lost to Brazil, yet it's some sort of like a big rivalry between these two. Like, it's not a rivalry. Like, a rivalry is like... They clashed. never lost to them? I, I think. By what the uh, No, no, no. Well, they lost to them at MSI last year, remember? It was a one-time, right? Just the, they, the, Yeah, it, it, the, the rivalry is more in favor of Turkey, right? I think. Cause like, is that really a rivalry? If so, if if it's like super one sided the way it is, you know what I mean? Like that's what I told people is like that's not a rivalry. Not that's really, but you could you could say uh, you know, I don't know. There was a rivalry with like you know, the back LMS the for a while with LPL. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a rivalry apparently back what? in the day with like with the international. Yeah, well, I mean the Turkish team lost to the Brazilian team at last MSI, I believe. So yeah, but. No, I didn't say they would be the best. I said that they have. I said that Brazil, like, yeah, they're not obviously not that good, but they're not as bad at all as people saying. They're honestly like this sounds bad saying it that they're like a weaker version of NA with their play style, but that's more actually a positive thing because since NA is mm-hmm. still a major region, it's just they've been sending teams that again they never had like a fully like a full power team. It's always like two great players and one mad player and then two bad players or like washed up players every time. But yeah, this roster though, um, I didn't get to watch the CB LOL finals and mm-hmm. I wasn't really tracking red candidates that much out of all the teams. Cause I watch other teams in Brazil. So I didn't get to watch them too much, but I just, I heard things I, and I looked at them and some of their games and I'm like, okay, this seems like a more like put, well-rounded squad they're sending so maybe they have a chance Mm -hmm. that's what i meant all right so yeah so uh how did they do uh they did i mean this thing they had the best game day one and then day two they like this is my problem with the wild card teams it's like when they play bad you kind of know why they're called minor regions though like when they play really bad they play like really really bad like and a lot of the players really aren't actually, like, even great sometimes. They just have, like, some good players on their roster sometimes, you know? It's always mm-hmm. big fish in a small pond. That's all it is. For minor regions, it's always big fish, small pond. It's always the same thing. Now, I do believe they've been getting better throughout all these many years. I, I do really believe that. But when, when you're seeing, like, Detonation focus me at every single fucking, like, international event for Japan – I think the last time they had a they, they didn't have detonation focus me represent Japan at a international yeah, event was, was yeah it was like 2020, 2020, it was 2020 year cloud nine didn't go it was V five yeah. I believe V something VJ V 
Oh my god. Yeah, v, v, it was V5, I know. Was it V5? Uh, and there were one game, detonation focus me in the finals in Japan that year when V5 went. They were one game away in the finals from going again. So yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like in Japan, it's literally just like detonation focus me. That's it. Like there's mm-hmm. Sengoku Goku Gaiman almost they took them to five games. I'm I, a lot of the finals this year, honestly, in like the minor regions and stuff went to five games, like mm-hmm. majority of them. But yeah, they took them to five games. So Sengoku Gaiman, uh, mm-hmm. which looked good. They had the mid laner jet was really good. And you know, I'm again I'm destination focused me, bandwagoner, but I also have been like uh I've been like kind of watching Sengoku Gaiman a lot because they hired like this coach and staff back in 2018 mm-hmm. who's really known for things so i've kind of been watching them over time so i would have been happy if either them mm-hmm. send him but yeah i mean it, it's mainly just detonation focus me in japan and they have these old <laughs> guards crazy, still dude. like again evie's like mm-hmm. fucking like 20 evie's like 28 or 29 their top laner he's just <laughs> been there like forever it- again japan is going to improve uh, to their full potential when the old guards get defeated <laughs> so it's crazy watching like detonation focus me just constantly come to like every international event and represent japan like last year was their mm-hmm. first time breaking through to like the actual group stage and they went zero and six <laughs> what a bittersweet ending right there it's like actually getting to the group stage because they upset cloud nine it's like cloud nine and detonation focus me had this like weird rivalry going back and forth and like they finally get into the uh, that's hilarious it's, yeah, it's like they finally get into the group stage only to just be – and well, my, sorry. They get into the group stage, and they go 0-6. And, and then, like I told my friend, like isn't it weird looking back in retrospect, was Detonation Focus Me's group the hardest group? Because you had EDG, the world championship winner in there. Then you also had T1, who most likely were about to make the finals if it wasn't for Canyon's uh, talent gameplay, right? Then you also have uh, 100 Thieves and Ace for a seed. They were pretty much on fire, you know? So, like, I, I really think that Detonation Focus Me's group was, like, the group of death, actually. Because, like, honestly, looking back at Cloud9's group, yeah, yeah it, it was, was hard. Death group. Yeah, like, Cloud9's group was hard. But it's, like, because, dude, a lot of people do this, though, when, with, like, revisionist history. It's, like, yes, on paper, that group looks hard. On paper. But... For the actual gameplay that some of these teams put out, those aren't group of deaths. I'm sorry. Like, the way FPX were playing, there's no way that was a group of death. No way. Like, there was these people arguing with, with me. And, like, um, you know how did Dexterto, eat, uh, Dexterto, they do their own League of Legends show with Monty, I Will Dominate, and um, Degon. This guy's, they're, like, going, oh, Cloud9's group was a group of death. It was, like, yeah, on paper it was, but when you actually saw how badly Rogue would play, how bad FPX were playing, is that really a group of death, though? It's, like, that's not even, like, dangerous. Like, Cloud9, you had a thought could get out by based on how bad FPX were playing. Like, there wasn't actually a chance it could happen there. So, I personally thought that the group that Denich and Focus Me was in was actually the group of death. So, guys, uh, we're going to be going over some of the news uh, for League of Legends, and then we're going to be getting into, you know, some spicy MSI yeah. 2022 people gameplay. People say that the group Claw 9 was in last year was the group of death. They need to take their meds. <laughs> like, do people actually watch games? I swear, people don't even actually like, watch games. Because- no, they don't. Clearly not, because they're having, like, FPX's world favorites, even though they were really not playing that good. It was mainly just do MB. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, 
I told my friend, like, doing, like, the thing here is FPX were literally praised to, like, win Worlds last year. And it was like, but they didn't even win titles in their own domestic region, though. You know, like when SKT were as dominant as they were, they would win the region. They would win the international event. So when they went to the next international event, you thought to yourself, like, okay, they, they're most likely going to win this international event. With FPX last year, it was like, because me and my friend were talking, I was like, they weren't really playing that good. I mean, they, they played good enough against the other caliber teams they faced, you know? Like, that's fine, because the LPL is a hard region, you know, to actually, like, win in, which is completely fine. But when you saw FPX not win a single title in their own domestic region, and people were predicting them to win Worlds, I was like, no, Dan Wan's definitely going to be winning Worlds. And, well, they got second place. So I was almost right about that. But I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, they didn't even win, like... Looking into it, it's like, well, the prediction is just like off. Like, yes, in a world, you, you, I could see them winning worlds if they actually played to their potential. And they really didn't, though. Every single time they got to the finals, they just kind of just choked. You know what I mean? And they did well against EDG. And then they obviously choked that 10K gold lead away from that last EDG game. So it was something that you go and you think to yourself, you know, I don't know. People just m make up like shitty predictions and think they're always right for some reason. That's just me personally, you know. Um, so I wanted to uh, show you guys uh, something. And I think um, <laughs> Sean actually would like this one. Sean would actually like this because Sean is a, a, a winsome cocksucker, even though he was all right, you know, honestly, for Cloud9. He was all right, actually. Give me a second. What? Fuck you. All right. Uh, here's some news for you guys. What are you Sor talking about? Sources. Former C9 support Winsome reached an agreement with Unicorns of Love in order to play with them in the Prime League next split. Unicorns of Love Sexy Addiction Edition lost to Carmine Corp with a score of 1-3 to three, uh, last EU Masters quarterfinals. Can they do better this summer? Um, like I told you guys before, I didn't hate Winsome. Hey, I like, mean, getting picked up by, uh, you know, an orb like that in the EU League is not a small feat, honestly. That's not bad. I, I don't know why I didn't just keep Winsome. It's stupid. He's literally well, is like, like why, did he want out? Because if he did, then that makes sense. But Well, this is my thing, is the issue here is if he, because the mid- jungle and support role pretty much all have to be like it's one unit and if they can't really talk to him it's not it's not really his fault if he's gonna make a bad play that's why i didn't really blame him as much for how badly cloud nine actually played you know like at the end of the that the spring split because it's hard on someone who can't communicate properly with mid and jungle in which those positions are just really, really valuable on the map, and you have to be in direct communication with them on the spot communication to make sure you're making the right calls. Because, like, he would go for a certain place, and it didn't look like they were ever on board with what he was doing. That nuts only probably because he can't really speak to them. So that's going to be an issue, you know? If he can't really speak to them, then he can't communicate with the most effective pieces around the map, which is going to be hard for his position since he's automatically playing support, you know? Like, I think getting rid of Summit made sense because Summit was not going to be a team player the way they wanted. Like, Summit, yes, has a high ceiling, but the issue here with Summit is if he's not going to be a team player and play what the team needs and can only 
pigeonhole you into one style, then that's not going to be good long term. A player like Fudge, yes, me, that's why I understand only... the summit like release, yeah. and I understand the uh, I, I, and, I yeah, the, the Isles release because they spent yeah. too much time with him now. He needs to find other teams, but I just I would have kept Winsome in Academy and competing for a spot still over Destiny. He can learn, keep learning English. Just he was he's far superior than fucking Destiny in Academy. But why yeah. can't they just have both him and Sven? I don't get it. Well, but what, whatever. I yeah. mean, I'm glad he got picked up by uh, an EU mm -hmm. premier team like this. That's great. And I love Unicorns of Love. So, yeah, I'm happy to watch him play on that team now. This is my thing. Is like people said that, oh, Sven's going to be a good support. By what definition, by what possible knowledge do you know of that? Because this one guy told me in my, my comment section, he was like, well, who he did it. So, Sven can do it. That's not how that works, guys. That's literally not how that works. Yes, anyone. Yeah, I'll also be right back. Just gonna refresh quickly. Yeah, no problem. Like, guys, anyone could literally swap and play a different role. That's literally par for the course. But that doesn't automatically mean that they'll be as good as another person that did a role swap and be as successful as them. You know, that's literally not how that works. Um, but right here. We have uh, sources, Unicorns of Love, Sexy Addition to Sign Winsome. I keep saying addiction for some reason. Holy shit, I can't fucking read. Holy shit. Give me a second, guys. I'm going to make this bigger, just like my wife wants, honestly. Give me a second. All right. Uh, Winsome is set to sign with Unicorns of Love, Sexy Edition. Sources told Upcomer on Wednesday, Unicorns of Love have already reached an agreement with the player. Winsome began his career in South Korea, where he played in the League of Legends Champions Korea Academy Series in 2022. North American Team Cloud9 picked him up. With Cloud9, Winsome reached second place during the League Championship Series Spring Split. However, Cloud9 finished fourth place in the playoffs, losing to Evil Geniuses with a score of 0-3. This promoted C9 to shake up their roster, releasing Top Laner Summit and Isles and alongside Winsome. Worth noting that Isles did did start instead of Winsome for C9's last two playoff series. Unicorns of Love, an organization that usually fields two League of Legends teams, normally competes in the League of Legends Continental League. However, the ongoing invasion of Ukraine led to the, competi led to the competition being canceled for the split. Winsome will join Unicorns of Love's Sexy Edition team, which competes in the Prime League the German European Regional League. The spring split, Unicorns of Love, Sexy Edition, managed to qualify two European Masters as third seed from their region. Despite that, they ended up being the only team from the Prime League making it past the main event group stage. In quarterfinals, they ended up losing against the tournament's winners, Carmine Corp, with a score of 3-1. to one. Winsome will be replacing a support dreamer who played for the organization for more than three years. Okay, so uh, finally, Winsome won't be the only uh, player with South Korean's origins on the team, as mid laner Ruby uh, will remain on the roster. Okay, so that's good. I mean, it's good he gets a team because he was kind of released uh, later on in his contract by Cloud9, along with Isles, Summit, and 
uh, as well. So it's good that he'll, he'll get a team. I think he's not a bad support. I think the circumstances he was in made him look worse than he actually was. I think he wasn't the best support, but he was definitely getting up there to show you his real potential. And I think he just kind of got the raw end of the he stick. He was top four in the, in the regular season. Come on. No, stop it, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? Tell me I, a better support than him out of that, besides Aperomu, Core JJ, and uh, fucking... I think Alea played better, and, uh, and who was the other guy? Uh, yeah, Balkan. Core JJ and Alea played better than this guy. At least in the regular no. season. You just don't like the white man. That's all it is. <laughs> okay. And the other piece of news... Well, uh, Alea I can't rank because he didn't play enough. You know who's better than uh, Winsome? Shenny. <laughs> You're, you're better than like Jenkins and fake God. <laughs> All right, here is the other piece of news. Sources: Team Vitality signed Haro and Bo. So Bo was the sub jungler on FPX, and he basically got you know um, in trouble for match fixing. So everyone was like, "Where's Bo gonna go?" Like everyone literally wants to have a team. Like guys, if you go back and watch his gameplay on FPX, he played really, really good. This guy was a fucking monster. Like a lot of people, yeah, are like Damn, I am surprised it took this long for a team to sign him. Yeah, like I like everyone was thinking, like, wait a minute, why is no one picking this guy up? It's because even when he was on FPX, most people even said, "It's like, well, why doesn't he just play over TN?" I was like, "Yeah, he should just play over TN." And then, well, uh, you know, Bo got in trouble. So self-made. Yeah, it's because yeah, in China, gambling is looked really poorly so he was basically like banned from lpl subtly nobody would sign him mm-hmm. so yeah he ha- ha- was basically forced to go to either lck or lec and yeah i mean i don't know why he's like gonna be a substitute over fucking haru and what fucking tr- development he needs he was literally like the best jungler in the lpl when he played a year ago but mm-hmm. i guess mainly for like his communication in english well my thing with this is you kind of know how this is going to go. If Haru starts performing badly, they're just going to promote Bo immediately. Like, let's say if they start, like, two... Well, how, how many games is the first round Robin in the split? What, nine games, right? So let's say they start, like, one and five with Haru. I'm not saying they are. Let's say they just randomly start one and five. They're going to promote Bo immediately. Because... If you guys start uh, reading this article with me, I'll also read it now, now with you. Team Vitality are signing two junglers for their League of Legends European Championship team. Sources told Upcomer, jungler Haru, who already signed with the team, will be the starter for the LEC Summer Split. During that time, Bo will develop as a substitute while acquiring his visa and learning English. The plan is for Bo to start in 2023, if not earlier. So he can't play right now because of his visa. That makes perfect sense right now. And he's going to be learning his English. Okay, because as you guys know, Team Vitality has perks. And a lot of perks' early success before he had success with Yankos, uh, obviously on G2, was he had success with Trick another Korean jungler who was on CJ Entis at one point, And then he came over to the uh, European LCS to play on G2. He was really successful on G2 with perks. And you have to kind of factor in a lot of the reasons why they're bringing in Korean junglers is most likely because of perks. Now 
we literally just saw Rogue bring in a Korean jungler that honestly looked pretty shitty in the LCK, but he looked great in the LEC. I I never thought Malrong was good in the LCK. I mean, I know he was on like teams like Janair and fucking KT Rolster, but his actual individual gameplay never like you know astonished me. Like it never wowed me or anything, you know. But seeing the way Malrong bounced back, you know, this year on Rogue, I was like, don't damn, like it, it, <laughs> people were just like clowning on Malrong, saying Yankos beat the shit out of him. It's like, I mean, Malrong looked better than Yankos mostly throughout the split like he looked really good like Mal Malorn's great so they're probably thinking to themselves they could probably get another situation like that going like how rogue brought in Malrong. they were able to incorporate Malrong into their system vitality's thinking okay let's bring in these guys to hopefully incorporate them into our system and try and fix our late game and mid game decision making because what really hurt team vitality was their mid game and their late game decision making they were really fucking bad they were absolutely horrible drafting could be something that is fixed but to be fair most people are gonna criticize drafting anyway it's something that you're just gonna have to just go through as a league of legends like you know roster and organization as everyone is gonna criticize draft even if the draft is good you know, like a lot of a lot of the drafts that I see, like in a lot of the games, people always criticize the draft. It's not always about the draft, guys. It's always about how can the players execute the draft. Now, if you're playing a draft with like no engage, no damage, well, yeah, you can't really win. But you know, a lot of the times it's about how a team is not fully executing on certain windows in the draft rather than the draft itself. That's just me personally. So I think it makes sense to bring in another jungler. Honestly, now having two is going to be a difficult thing because Haru knows going in that the plan... I hope Haru knows going in the plan is to obviously have Bo be the starter for 2023. I hope they don't go through some, like, random six-man roster. Yeah, if he doesn't know that, then holy fuck, he's going to be in... Yeah, Rude Awakening, he better he better actually start reading some English because, uh, yeah, because right here, as I say, right here... The plan is for oh, both. Twenty-three. Imagine if he doesn't. Oh know God! Dude, just imagine. Imagine if he doesn't know this. That would be so fucked up. Hey, hey, Haru, can you help help us out for like three months That'd and then be next year? Hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like Sophie can just like play some chess in the retirement home, bitching <laughs> on their TV oh. about Vitality doing this to them. Oh my God, dude! Just imagine if Haru plays out of his mind. Only to find out in the offseason if Vitality, like, you know, don't make worlds. Hey, um, I know you just played out of your mind this split, but yeah, you're not starting next split, though. He's gonna be like, huh? <laughs> God, just the amount of awkwardness that would be. Um, but as as you guys know, like with Team Vitality for the LEC 2022 uh, you know, spring split, they played really bad. And it wasn't all self-made, but you could tell self-made is a very um, huge personality and perks is a huge personality so was alfari and lebrov is decently submissive and karzi definitely has a personality of his own i think it might have been personality clashes on how to play the game you know self-made wants to be a hardcore carry jungler and i don't think that style specifically for a jungler works anymore it just depends on how you actually play that style there's a way to make that style work i don't know if that specifically works for this style of team though. And I think potentially adding in Haru will allow the team to be a lot more flexible and not be so pigeonholed into playing through self-made because self-made wants a team to play through him 
whereas he doesn't really like having to play through other people for his teammates. So it's going to be really weird to see Selfmade going to another team because Selfmade has been on SK Gaming, he's been on Fnatic, and he's been on Vitality. With Fnatic, he was with Upset, Hillisang, Buipo. I mean, he's, he was on the roster when they had um, Reckless and Nemesis. Like, he's been around big-name players, you know? Like, in 2019, when he was on uh, Fnatic, he made it to the finals both times, and they lost to G2 both times, you know? Then, in 2020, they lost to Schalke in the playoffs for the LEC 2021 Spring Split, and then they were knocked out by Schalke. He later on went to Team Vitality, lost to Fnatic again. Like, this guy's had a revolving door of losing throughout the ever since the inception of the LEC, because he came in the LEC on SK Gaming when he was playing with Pyrian and Crown Shot, you know? So, like, if he can't function around perks, around Alfari, players that are actually good, like, he would have to be... Like, a lot of people would dream about having Alfari as their top laner, you know? Like, you know he's just going to be a good top laner. Now, yeah, I think Alfari... Listen, self-made has obvious issues, and with communication, definitely, and some backstage issues. All right, does Arena put him, like, fucking eight? Out of LEC junglers this year, he was not good. And there were, there's obviously backstage issues and has with him his whole fucking career. So I yeah. don't blame anyone for not wanting to pick him up, I guess, over other players, even though he could be better than, like, uh, than, uh, who, what was that, a uh, jungler again? And fucking, God, I, I can't remember for some reason. Uh, fuck. John's brain fries itself. Yeah, hold on. What, what, what were the only. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What are all the LEC teams again? Just uh, re Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, SK. Uh, yeah, definitely SK can Gaming. replace oh, Gilius. And then, uh, yeah, Selfman will return back to yeah, SK. And then, uh, and then oh. who was the other jungler again? It was, uh, yeah, Misfits, Schlaton. I really think he could replace him and do better job, but, you know. I mean, my thing with Selfman is you know he's a good player. The issue here is, like, why can't he work with anyone? Like, Yamato also said the same thing. It's like he just had a different way of how he views the game. Like because sometimes he's a racist. Oh my goodness! Oh lord. Okay. Um. Hey, hey, hey. Do you, do you, do you think do you think he wants to go to this team now? Uh, <laughs> do you think he wants to go there now? <laughs> yeah, get fucked, bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. This information follows Vitality's benching of Selfmade, who's still under contract with the organization. The decision to bench Selfmade was a request by the whole Vitality player roster and coaching staff made to the management. The reason for that request <laughs> is not due to any difference outside of the game. That's probably some fucking bullshit. But due to different visions <laughs> in how to play the, the mid to late game on the Rift. Yeah, I'm sure there were some, like, issues outside of the game. I'm sure it was, like, mainly had different visions on how to play the game. But I there definitely I was some issues. Yeah, see, okay, this this part, I believe. This bottom part is definitely true. You you can tell in yeah, their gameplay. There has to be some issues yeah. outside of the game. Come on. Like, this is the thing. Like, I believe them right here when they say they had differences on how to play League. That's fine. Most players will have that. That is a that is 100% fact. But this part, I go, uh, no problems outside of the game? Oh, that's bullshit. That's straight up. That's cap. Come on, guys. I get they're trying to protect this image, but 
people know self-made. There was all the, there was most likely issues with with this guy outside of the game. You know, did he not respect the coaches? Did he not respect his teammates' calls? Could have been anything, honestly. Self-made's contract was initially expect initially extended to 2024 in order to align with the other players on the roster. That was an attempt to put self-made in the best conditions possible in order to succeed with the team. Okay, so even Warren last week asked, why why do teams do this? Okay, I don't want to go like explaining because I explained in the past episodes already. So basically, if an org already has a good player, they think to themselves, before the offseason, let's go and offer this player a chance to extend their contract. They'll offer whatever money they can before the player can potentially go and ship himself onto the free market. So look at it like this. So let's say, for me personally, let's say I'm Cloud9 and I'm Jack and I have Canyon on my roster. Canyon, the jungler from the LCK, really, really good jungler. Obviously probably one of the best jungles in the world. Okay, so let's just say, for instance, I'm Jack and I have Canyon. So bef- And let's say there's an upcoming offseason is coming up and let's say his contract is about to end. So I go up to Canyon and I'm like, hey, man, uh, do you want to re-sign with our organization two more years? Here's my offer. Now, this is before you can ch- uh, basically shop yourself out on the free market to see if another team will offer more money for you to go to, to a different uh, ro- organization with maybe better teammates. You already secure that player right then and there. So that way... When you come up to an offseason, you don't have that's one player for one position you already have locked in, and filling out the other positions is going to be a lot more easier. That's why certain teams sign certain players during the middle of the season. It happened with um, G2, remember? Uh, in 2020. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it happened with G2 in uh, 2020. They early signed Perks and a few other players. Yeah, the early signed Perks and a few other of the G2 roster only to get rid of Perks because they wanted to make sure they locked down Perks. So just in case there is another team willing to pick that player up, they could just extend more money for that player, you know, or they could keep the player. It's all based on what the org needs. Alongside Haru, Vitality considered Skeens uh, from their own Vitality B team. This followed a good performance at the... Yeah, Skeens is garbage. I'm sorry, guys. Skeens had his chances. He's trash. They realized that, too. They're like, that's the thing. They knew he was so bad when he was playing in LEC. They went and got, out, they went and got two other people, not Skeens. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that tells you how much they really value this guy. Tells I'm sorry. You a lot. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my goodness. That's why I tell people don't ever believe those early player extended contracts. Don't ever believe them because let's say that player and the org start having issues or that player start having or that player starts having issues with other players. Best believe guys, orgs will drop you very quickly. That's how it works. At the tournament, Vitality B and Skeens reached semifinals before losing to Carmine Corp with a score of 3 to 2. Carmine Corp later won the tournament. Overall, the LFL team remains a good project where Skeens will remain as he found his feet there as a player. He'll never be on an LEC roster. He was horrible in the LEC. He was absolute dog shit. I'm sorry. Like, the fact that Vitality went out 
and got Haru and Bo because they know subconsciously Skeens will never be on their main roster. If anyone thinks otherwise, you are a crackhead. Sorry. All right. This led this led to Vitality deciding to acquire Haru from X7 Esports. X7 qualified for EU Masters by winning the Northern League of Legends Championship Final against uh, Bifrost with a score of 3-0. At the tournament, X7 reached quarterfinals where they lost against LDLC. Despite that, Haru really made a splash into ERLs this year. Haru is known for his time with Samsung Galaxy, where he won the League of Legends World Championship in 2017, while being a substitute for jungler Ambition at the time. He did see some playtime. He was often seen as the more mechanical type of jungler on Samsung Galaxy. For Bo, despite being highly rated by players like Doinbee, he has had a hard time finding a home in China due to a match-fixing issue that got him banned for four months in 2021. Since then, Bo was a substitute for Fun Plus Phoenix, but will now be sold to Vitality. While Haru will be the starter, Bo will be in development this year for the future of the LEC team, as he is rated as a player with very high potential by the organization. So with that right there, that also uh, shows me that they're probably most likely going to be able to keep on to Perks. I don't think Perks is going to be able to go to another uh, organization by the end of this year because they most likely signed Perks for two years and they dumped a lot of money into him and this project with him and Alfari. So if Perks and Alfari don't win anything this year, then they're definitely looking to win something with Bo next year. Now, could Vitality do better with Haru coming into the LEC 2022 summer split. It's possible, but I don't know if Haru's going to fix all their mid to late game issues. Like, how do you fix their bot lane? Their bot lane was like the worst bot lane in the league. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't we'll watch later in the off season. They'll get rid of like LeBron and then like both him Thank and you, self name will like find a seat, a, a team together and be like, yeah, fuck Vitality, you and me together himself, maybe we'll be like, wait, I, I thought all of you guys voted me out, though. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, like, I get it, they want to make a change. Like, you have to make a change for how badly they played. I understand it. And I think Perks looked good. I genuinely think Perks was a top four mid in the LEC. I know people said he wasn't that good and he kind of shit the bed. I don't know what games you were watching, but you can stay on your crack, okay? I think Perks played well uh, for the LEC this past split. He was definitely a top four mid. Alfari did not play too well. I personally think Alfari maybe just lost faith in the team because if Alfari loses faith in a team, he'll just start playing bad. And he definitely started playing badly to the point where he was losing to Finn. And everyone knows Alfari is much better than Finn. So... You know, like, when you're playing bad against Finn, Alfari's brain is fucking fried. Now, Alfari's gonna have to figure out how to play a lot differently than just getting a lane lead and not doing anything with it because he can't expect a jungler to just fully play through him. Now, they're gonna have to figure out how they want to play as a team. Who do, who they, who do they want to play through and which player is gonna have to sacrifice on the roster? Because Lebrov is not gonna be the player to take control of a game and just, like, shot call the way all the way in the early game. Like, we know that, you know? Hey, so, Tony. Uh, so, Tony, how you doing, man? 
you know, uh, if only there was just like a, a fucking excellent support player without a team right now because they decided to pl- replace them with Mickey X. That could go to any of these teams and be an upgrade, if only. If only. <laughs> uh, oh, well. I mean, this is the thing, guys. I, I think Team Vitality will do a bit better for this upcoming split for the LEC, but I I, I, don't, I just don't know. Because, like, their bot lane is, was so bad, guys. Their bot lane was really bad. They had one good series. One. Which was against G2, who ended up winning the entire split and now is currently on a 17-game win streak. That's fucking crazy. But, you know... Yeah, are there any changes for Fnatic coming or no? There's the rumors that they might be swapping Aloye for... um, What's his name? Razork? But I don't think that would have, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's purely just a crazy Wait, rumor. I, I thought it was Aloye for... Uh, and then yeah, they, would they would call up like, their jungler and, like, their minor... On their minor tour or something, I don't know. The one rumor that I read, it was that they, they were trying to swap the jungler, so they want to pair up Aloya with Humanoid again, because they had previous synergy from Mad Lions, and it would, like, get rid of Razorg. I don't know where Razor would go. Razor would go to, like, Mad Lions. Uh, it, it, if Mad Lions does that, they're fucking on drugs. Holy <laughs> fuck. Don't. Why? You, you're literally a great... You're, like, top four. The only reason you didn't make playoffs was because you're fucking mid. Now you got a great mid laner. Why would you do that? <laughs> and, and he so, was your best player. He, was your be- he made like old pro team. <laughs> oh shit! Could you imagine? Could you imagine, dude? If they fucking got rid of Aloye, is like, are are they trying to not be a competitive org ever anymore? <laughs> Clearly, but you know, if they get rid of Aloye, I mean, his contract is up at the end of this year, and that's okay. So if he leaves at that point, is that that's his own decision? But if they actively try to literally trade him, summer split when they're when they're trying to make worlds, oh, I would like. Okay, you are clearly not trying to do anything this split. Like, you know, like they can't, they could not have stopped Humanoid from leaving because his contract was up. You know, that's because everyone's like, why did Mad Lions keep Humanoid? Guys, his contract was up. You kind of just get to do whatever you want at that point. You either choose to re-sign with the org or you go shop yourself off in the free market and see who's going to take you, you know? That's yeah, my may, thing. I don't know. Maybe he can go work in, like, South Africa, you know, oh. in the labor field. What, what, who's he going to play? What what org is in South Africa? It's in South fucking Africa. No, no, no. I mean, the labor field. The Black uh, Panther organization? <laughs> He's gonna fucking play for it in South Africa. No, he's just gonna be keep digging for gold, gold like in Blood Diamond. Jesus Christ! Uh, oh was, my God, Carsey was okay against G two. Man, he was. Uh, he, Carsey and Lebrov played their best series against G two, but I still think Flatkid looked a whole lot better than Carsey throughout most of the split. Carsey was pretty bad that whole split. Like I can't extrapolate three games when there was like a whole entire split. He looked pretty underwhelming, you know. So those are my. Uh, problems with Vitality. I hope they can fix most of their issues and figure out which style they want to actually play as a team, which player they want to play through. Do you want to take Rift Herald at 10 minutes? Just little things like that you want to work out. Um, I don't think there's any other big news. Let me go and see if they actually have any. Give me a second. Let me see if they actually have any. Uh, Let me see. I'm pretty sure that's the last thing uh, for... The LCS. Uh, let me see. Just League of Legends, man. I just need League of Legends news. Uh, give me a second. Right here. 
there was news that um hold on give me a second min min misfits premiere coming out misfits right what the heck oh this actually happened oh i did not see this okay okay give me a second i think i just found another piece of news that i just did not get a chance to go by uh give me a second mm-hmm. i think it yeah ignar is gonna be joining oh, is your dad coming back i do not think so ignar lol because someone said ignar uh, was gonna be joining immortals let me yeah, see but this is old news isn't it did i cover this i don't think i covered cover this at all I mean, you. I don't think you like write an article about it or anything, but you covered it. I think I did. All right, whatever. Let's just get to it. Yeah. Like this might be for Misfits premiere. Oh, he's gonna play for Misfits premiere. What the fuck? Ah, oh, that's bullshit. Man, get the fuck out of here with that. He'll play for Misfits premiere. God damn it. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, but yeah. Those are the those are the last um, roster moves. Ignar is going to Immortals, and you have Visitachi. And Xerxes going to Astralis. <laughs> They're getting back the old fucking splice lineup. Oh my god, Astralis. What are you doing? Give me a second. Leakpedia. Because after this, we're going to talk about MSI 2022. And then we're going to head out of here. Okay, guys? Nothing big today. Uh, yeah, just they, going they just need a fucking... Uh, yes. Well, hold on. Do they have almost a full one? Let's see. Uh, yeah, they actually do. They just need uh, <laughs> the mid laner. <laughs> they Holy just see humanoid. They'll complete their fucking trifecta of getting the old splice roster back. <laughs> Shit. Let me see. Yeah, yeah they're on. gonna. Uh, they're, and then they're gonna play together in the retirement home. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would be horrible. Visit Chachi playing the way he's been playing. I mean, I guess. I mean, oh lord, visit Chachi. Oh my darling. What's up with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, I, I do have to say, why do people keep memeing Cloud9 for that one fucking loss uh, against the Oceanic team? La- I, they do realize I Cloud9 was basically already out of, like, MSI. They lost all, like, motivation. They didn't have their head coach. One of their players was injured, and they drafted the worst comp ever. And yet they they're getting memed for that one fucking loss like a year later, and when they beat the Oceanic team, still like two out of three times at MSI that year. But oh, but then the EU almost loses to them, and just oh, many other it, way more embarrassing fucking losses. But they're not being memed on. Like, mm-hmm. like what is this bias? This is my thing, dude. It's um, cause Cloud Nine. We'll just we'll just for Cloud Nine, right? Cloud9 beat Pentanet, right? They beat them one. They could you could you battle two times in the Rumble stage, right? They beat them what? A, it, one time. Now, Cloud9 should not be ever losing to players that bad. I understand that. But people are acting as if yes, they lost they were like already like out two. of MSI. They, 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 here's the thing. They would have potentially had a chance yeah, they were if already they already out of MSI. Them. One of their players the was injured. The Remember? draft was shit. Yeah, they beat RNG, and if they had beat yeah. Pentanet, there was a, it was a crazy world. It was like less than ten percent chance to make it up, to make it to playoffs. It, it wasn't possible. But they're already basically I, out. They're basically out. Like they got they beat RNG, but people were like, yeah, they beat Pentanet. They might make uh, the next stage. It's like no, because like PSG ended up beating Mad Lions, and Damn One ended up winning, so it wasn't gonna happen. But I get I get what you're saying. Like people are acting 
as if like Cloud9 went like 0-2 against them. I was like, no, Cloud9 handily beat them the first time around, you know? Sorry. Yes, Cloud9 and then they fucking went 3-0 against the other Oceanic team at Worlds. And again, no head coach, one of their players injured, drafted the mm-hmm. worst comp ever, lost all motivation, and they were basically already out of MSI, so they weren't even trying. Why is that game yeah. getting memed on? There were far more embarrassing, right? G2 almost losing in like the first day to that Oceanic team is more embarrassing than that fucking lost Cloud9 suffered last year. These fucking idiots. Holy People shit. People don't remember the old uh, Fongvu Buffalo memes of G2 losing to Fongvu Buffalo? They lost them four games. They lost them twice in the 2018 World Championship group stage when they had Yarn and Wadid. Then they also lost them twice at MSI 2019. They lost oh, them yeah, they lost to the Turkish team in the yeah 2018 Worlds. Mm-hmm. They, lost, they lost to Supermassive, a game, when they had Yarn and Wadid. You know, dude, no, why, why like do people Femme do that? Or whatever his name is. They think people have, revi- people have such horrible, shitty memories. Like, um... Remember when CLG beat Rocks Tigers week one of Worlds 2016 when Hui played Aurelian Soul and he mm-hmm. went level one? People, and then people were like, oh, CLG lost to Rocks Tigers. They're out. They didn't make it out of group stage. People are, are acting as, as if like they just fucking choked. But they beat Rocks Tigers, who went top four at the event. People are acting as if like they're just like, shit, you know? Yeah, it, it, whatever. Uh, it, uh, but they don't mention the one in five G2 that year. Oh, and... Literally, they've already forgotten about Mad Lions losing and getting eliminated from play-ins. Why isn't that talked about? Oh, but let's talk about that one literally worthless game against Oceania. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Dude, like, I hate games like that. People are like, well, didn't uh, Cloud9 uh, drop a fucking game to Pentanet? Yeah, but they also made top eight at Worlds. What did Pentanet do? Well, Pentanet was at home beaten off. Pentanet players at home jerking off. Yeah. Fucking taboos in the EU league. That's something. I mean, Biopamper <laughs> still getting his shit. Actually, he did solo kill Broken Blade. You know, in their oh, first game. Why isn't that getting mean? Like, holy fuck. Dude, there was this one guy who were like, you know what? I'm a TL fan. And I would prefer if TL read MSI. But did TL get destroyed by evil geniuses? What the fuck? You would want Team Liquid at MSI. How badly they were playing toward the end of the split. You are out of your fucking mind. You are out of your... Dude, biases are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I admit, sometimes I get a little biased too, but only people are speaking like just illogical shit, right? But I'm like, hey, if G2 plays bad, they play bad, which we'll talk yeah. about in just a moment. Because G2 did play bad in the game, and I was disappointed, but they brought it back. And Evil Geniuses, they lost their brains in that game. But it's, it's yeah, one of those things where... Anyway, do I have any other news to cover? No, no, the, new, the, new, the news is done. It, it's just... Oh, my goodness. I, I just don't get it oh, with some okay. people. Like, right now... G2 is perfect in the group, right? They're four and zero. Now, if G2 randomly lose to order, people are like, they lost to order. It's like, aren't they four and one in the group? It's, it's like, I, I get it. They shouldn't be losing to teams like that. I, I get it. I, I understand. You really should never be losing to a team that bad. But it's best of ones. Anything can happen. It, it, that's how up. That's the great thing about upsets, you know? Anything can happen, you know? Like, why don't people meme on the fact that Mad Lions. Lost to Turkey. Mad Lions lost in a BO5 to Supermassive in 2020. They weren't the first major region to have a team get knocked out before groups. That was the LMS before when they lost mm-hmm. Hong Kong Attitude. But Mad Lions 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The yellow mess. What, 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 what was it? A Hong Kong attitude or, or like rocks? Like what was Hong it? Kong attitude. G Rex the... or something. I forgot the team, but yeah, they were eliminated from play-ins from the yeah, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the Turkish team. Yeah, dude, I was sitting here just going like, what the yeah. hell is like people in the league community? They just tend to be really toxic for no reason. Remember, people said, "Oh my goodness, Jojo Pion's gonna get humbled at MSI." Let the man shit talk. Why are people such fucking pussies, dude? Why are people such fucking pussies, man? Yeah, I don't get every player in the world's allowed the meme except for NA players. Like, shut the fuck up. Is literally the shit all over. Unless your name is Double Lift, of course, and you get privileges for some reason. Like, yeah, holy fuck. Same thing with, uh, you know, this anyone. player in my profile picture last year. Yeah. It's the same thing with Jojo Pion this year. Yeah. He's obviously just being sarcastic. Calm the fuck down. He knows he's nowhere near Caps' level. Everyone knew because people take this sh the trash talk so to heart. It's like, do you go outside and touch grass? You fucking mountain dude, Dorito dr eating fuck. Uh, you and the Brazilian fans are somehow worse than the EU fans and T1 fans. Because, it, guys, I'm not trying to be mean here because you guys are, I'm generally pretty nice, but it's like anyone with half a brain would know that he's going to lose to Caps. We all said that he's going to get destroyed. Why would you think he could beat Caps? Why would anyone think he could beat Caps? Especially how good Caps has bounced back from uh, the LEC 2022 Spring Split playoffs when they were in the loser's bracket, right? Someone And then people were like, Danny's going to get absolutely destroyed by Flacket. Yes, yes, because Danny has a horrible laning phase. Danny actually is, I think, a top four ADC in, in, in the LCS. I, I, I think that. But the issue here is Danny can be exploited through his weak laning phase. Flackett showed you that. Now, how that's the thing. If you already know that going in, why is that a surprise? If I know that Flackett is better than Danny, I'm not surprised if Flackett beats him because I know Flackett is better. I'm not surprised if Caps beats Jojo Peon because I know Caps is better than Jojo Peon. I don't know why some people take trash talk that to heart. It's like, let the players have some fun. It makes games a lot more spicier. When you're allowing the players to just be themselves, people just want to like sh uh, pigeonhole players into being what they want them to be. You have to just have gentlemen's agreement. You sound like a fucking pussy when you talk like that. Oh my god, can we get some men in this fucking league? Not some fucking little bitches. Oh my god, jeez. But yeah, guys, I always. Hey, I mean, uh, yeah. Can, can we please just be like peaceful fans, like Russia? Yeah. Okay. Um. That that's the thing. It's like I, people just want the players to be like, "Oh, can we just all be nice to each other? Just sing kumbayas and shake hands." No, get the fuck out of here. No one, t no one thinks this way in real life. Do you think? Because people go like, "Well, the Korean players are all nice to each other." No, they're not. That's what they want to portray to you because they don't want to portray themselves being like double lift to you. They're they obviously talk shit. They mm -hmm. you can't even understand when they're talking shit because they speak a completely different language to you. Yeah, you know. People are like, well, oh, Korean I mean, players, this is why, like, this is why players though, we so don't humble. have any good feuds anymore, really. It's not even that. League of Legends like, compared to the past, because anytime yeah. somebody tries to start like a feud just for fun, so it's just spice things up, unless you have privileges like fucking double if with his fanboys or whatever, then yeah, they all cry and bitch like this. And then uh, when somebody, but then when somebody's actually being toxic for real, real, then obviously it's not good either. Then it ruins those other feuds that are 
started for the you know the spice things up and this is why we can have nothing good now because you but, know fans dude, are just my thing here dumb. is the delusional fans where they're like oh uh, no these asian players they're nice they don't trash talk first of all you cannot understand what they're saying most of us can't i'm not being racist you literally can't understand what they're saying if you don't speak their language it's very hard to so, understand. uh Fujin, i mean i do think that uh i do think like it's yeah uh, they were hyping him up, not like as much as you're saying, but yeah, they were hyping up because yeah, he was like the best performer on EG. Like, why wouldn't you hype up literally the best NA player on your team going in? And I don't get what you mean. The EU casters did it. The Korean casters did it. They're all hyping up players on each team, even the minor region teams, but also because it's probably the most even skill cap gap him and flacked out, out of the players that and like Balkan. Maybe uh, well and, now. Yeah, well, actually, like Target it, Moss is pretty actually, yeah. and actually no, I wouldn't say so. Target Moss is actually pretty fucking insane. What's Although Vulcan was now, like the best support this year in NA. Now, now after these G two versus EG games, uh, <laughs> Flacken and Target Moss, they're they're pretty legit. Like I I've really enjoyed them. I I have enjoyed their growth throughout mm-hmm. the split. And this thing, like a lot of the casual fans need to stop buying into hype. Okay, hype is one thing. You got you have to separate yeah. hype from actual gameplay. Most people knew going in, if Danny can't beat Flackid, he's probably not gonna do very well. I knew going in Flackid's better. I was like, Flackid's gonna beat the shit out of this guy. I mean, like <laughs> games clearly showed he was better. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he beat the shit out of him, but he, he definitely beat the beat shit him. out of him. He clapped and- him. Now being beating the so shit hard. is more something like sneaky. He did on the Kaiser game. Easy. What are you talking about? He did it when he played Kaisa. He basically won for yeah. one by himself. Yeah, well, that, that was more Danny being stupid, honestly. But I'm mean, being <laughs> the, the shit. I would say more for, like, again, Sneaky versus Uzi and those RNGs. Okay, that, that, that wasn't a beating. That was Uzi taking a fucking dildo out and fucking Sneaky. That's <laughs> yeah, no, even... that's beating the shit out. But, um... <laughs> and Sneaky probably liked that shit anyway, to be honest here. But... What the fuck are you... <laughs> I'm asking for it. But anyway, you remember when people were shit talking flacking when he was first signed by G2? It's because this is what they do. And if, if any player doesn't win many team accomplishments, it, uh, not that's not has nothing to do with the player's skill, but just they, they only care about the team accomplishments, like the worthless titles and shit before reaching LEC and other regions. And they then they think they're bad. They don't actually get they just think about team accomplishments, and this is stupid. And yeah, I'm glad Flockett, you know, proved how well, stupid another, it is. Those haters are well, eating another, shit. Another thing with that too. There's another another thing with that too. So, a lot of fans tend to be very skeptical about players they don't know. So, if it's a player you don't know, you're more than likely not gonna probably give him yeah, a lot of leeway. It's dumb. I didn't know Target Moss, and then right when he was signed, I watched all of his games, and I saw he was saw literally amazing. He'll be like a top two support in LEC, and yeah, he did. It's one of these things where. You know, I, I think the general audience, if a caster has a player up, just got to factor in. He The casters have to do that. They have to promote you the player. You got to understand that. It, it's all like a, it's not even a marketing game. It's just more like you have to understand what like it's hype like regular in the sports. Moment. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand what is hype in the moment versus what is their actual gameplay. Most people know that Danny and Vulcan have a really bad laning phase together. So it's highly assumable how. Much flack it was scaling up, he could destroy Danny in laning phase, and he did very, very badly. Like it was, uh, it was pretty embarrassing looking at that, watching him play Ezreal like that. Holy fuck, that was bad. And Danny has not had a good MSI so far. That's not me being mean to him. That's he. That's I've seen his games. He looks like shit. 
I'm sorry, he's played pretty bad. He had one good game against Order, but other than that, he's not been that good. Now, honestly, the wild card bot lanes have not been that bad, dude. The Fangfu Buffalo, Sangyun Buffalo bot lane with Shotgun, yeah. he's pretty solid. Yeah, again, Red Candy's bot lane is pretty is so good. It's a shame they literally missed the last like three to four international events. They, they're I, on. They're is, better is than PCS, in my opinion. They're better than take? them. It, would it be a hot take to say that Shotgun is better than Danny? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I would say, like, oh, I'd say they're about even, actually. But the I mean, fact that Shotgun and his support than The fact that Shotgun and his support were going toe to toe with Guma Yushi and Karia, who's predicted to be like the best bot lane in the world, that's pretty astounding. And they actually have a hard group. Like, they actually have a pretty hard group. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, so Guma Yushi is. I mean, he knows how good his, like, team and support is, so he's just been, like, dying a lot, just, like, going it, like, Jack, oh, dude, he dude, he's yeah. not been giving a shit. I, dude, I have been very surprised with the bot lanes of this tournament. Red Candid's bot lane looks pretty legit. Dennis and Focus Me's bot lane's legit. Uh, t uh, uh and the wild, yeah, Dennis and Focus Me, uh, Red Candid's, Turkey. Turkey's bot lane is legit, Sangyun Buffalo's bot lane is legit. Yeah, and I, then I, we I, have I, uh, Latin America has just been the worst region now for the last two years. I mean, was that a, was were you like actually surprised? Like, uh, well, they were it. good before with right. Uh, well, not Rainbow good, seven. but they were Light they Lotus, were better right? than other teams. Yeah, than like Rainbow Seven and in, Infinite Esports, but they have really dropped off like the last two years. They for definitely me, it was between. Now. Latin America or Australia was going to be the worst. It was in between them. I, I, well, I hear uh, that also. Uh, yeah, it, I, I mean, while, was Japan was Japan and Brazil were the worst for stretch. Do you think that Bio Panthers a bad top laner? Mm, no, he's, I don't think he's a bad decent. top laner. No, I think decent. he might. He, I think he'd be a decent upgrade in the LCS if they want to promote that guy ever or eh. offer him something. I mean, I. I Mm, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him here, honestly. I mean, I'll take, I'll take him over. Like, uh, I mean, who who was Dig getting for their top laner again? Summit. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, he, he would be okay. He would be okay there. I mean, I don't know if it's his place that I was. Fujin. Uh, I thought I was Fujin. I thought I was seeing. I thought he looked pretty legit. I think he's LCS quality, honestly. He's been to I a mean, couple I'll, of events. I'll take and I think him over. Uh, what what's his name again? Uh, he's better than Revenge. He, that, that that is true. I mean, it does take yeah, a lot to well, be better well, than he's, Revenge. Well, he, he's better than like at least like four to five. He, he's like he's better than Revenge, Hooney, Jenkins, and Fake God. And I don't know if I'm missing anyone, but uh, yeah, he's better than those guys. He, I think he would be a good middle of the pack top laner for LCS teams. I'm not saying he's like the best. But you see some potential. Uh, I do feel like he will drop off soon after. I think he's going to be like Ruin, who's like good for like a couple months, but then start dropping off. But yeah, his macro I, guys, I've been very surprised with the bot lanes of this tournament. Like, God, watching Shotgun and his support beat the shit out of Gumiush and Kira for the first. Oh, yeah. God. And there were way better Latin American teams to send it. The, the, like, B Boy and. Mm -hmm. Uh, fuck it. Sorry, what's TSM support again? What's the name? Shenny. Oh, uh, well, well, no. Shenny. Who's it again? Not, not Shenny. The other guy? Oh, Mo. The other one. Give me the guy's name. For the academy support? Yeah, his name is Mo. No, may, I, may, I, I, Mia. 
Oh well, Mia, yeah, Mia, but yeah, yeah. Mia and B Boy, or yeah, they would have looked way better if they went if that team went to MSI, but you know they lost in five games and then they both uh, got kicked for whatever reason, even though they're their best players. But yeah, they were way better fucking Latin American teams to send. I but whatever that region has just been regressing, and I don't understand why because unlike some other minor region regions, they have actually have um, many young players that have been coming up in their mm-hmm. system, so I really don't understand why they're regressing but this much. It's weird, but whatever. Oh, Warren asked, why isn't uh, GAM Esports at MSI 2022? Okay, so GAM chose to not attend the event so they could go to the Asia Games. I don't know if the Asia Games are going to happen this year in September because that's supposed to happen before Worlds. That's complications that I cannot get into, um, but that's the reason why um, GAM is not at MSI. Because, yes, GAM won the VCS this past split, but they chose to attend the Asia Games. So that's why they offered it to well, sign them. Yeah, because they're not going to win, like, MSI or anything. So they they, they have something to win to play for there more. Yeah, they could win, but... Yeah, that's still I, kind of, I, I, that's I agree with you. Still really weird, but you know, teams like TSM could buy future. Yeah, damn yeah, is I, very. I they, they won the last four four splits, but they didn't attend because they couldn't <laughs> go. It sucks. Imagine this. Like Leon Gamma, just was just like fuck this and left. Imagine this. Gamma's won the Sorry, last Levi. Four, I mean, Levi's won the last four splits in of the VCS region, right? The VCS is bot lane where taking it to the best bot lane in the world predicted coming in, right? T1 is like one of the most highly anticipated teams to win this event right now. That's pretty, I mean, they have, and remember guys, these are upcoming players. These are all essentially new players on this roster from what the cast have said. It's all just like new players. They all end on new talent. So that's really good. Um, Instable Wildcats. Uh, all right. Time to start going over some of these groups now because we have to do our, our future predictions. For the later days, because by the time we do next week's episode, um, we'll actually not be able to have an episode where we can talk about the other games. Because groups will be over mm-hmm. by the end, end of this week. So when we do a, a show next week, we'll be uh, into... Oh, so um, no, I think Kumo's Rumble better League. than Biopanther. Thoughts on Gala? I think Gala's look good. I think both Gala and Ming have looked good, honestly. Give me a second. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good, honestly. Yeah. RG looked pretty solid overall. Oh, Way is not good. What's his uh, name? It, it would just be embarrassing if they won three MSIs and no worlds. That's hey, hey, they, they would have the same amount of MSIs that SKT has. No, I'm sorry. Uh, RNG would have the same number of MSIs as SKT has worlds. Sorry, that's that'd be the, that'd be the correct saying. All right, so huh. right now you have T1. 3-0. Day one, T1 looks shaky against Sanyun Buffalo. Shoutouts to fucking Shotgun, Shogun and Taki for definitely giving it to their bot lane. But T1, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They started making a few mistakes, and then T1 just ran away with it. The fact that fucking owner can get away with playing Vi, he disrespected them and picked Vi. You know what the, he knew? It was like, okay, our bot lane might be getting fucked. I'll just pick Vi and just run at them and ult. <laughs> and people call Faker the weak link. Did people watch Faker's game on Ari earlier today? Man, was whooping that ass out there on Ari, calling Faker the weak link. Yes, Faker has had years. Reran it down. 2018, 
2018, he ran it down pretty hard. Actually, 2020, he ran it down pretty hard. Other than those two years, he's still top for Midlander, too, in the LCK, which is yeah. really crazy. He's not oh, the weak. Oh, oh, do you, do you think that Tenacious Focus Me would be would have been better in RNG's group of getting out over Sagon Buffalo? Because I, I I think I have to agree with you there. Because this group, I I think, would, would you go me crazy if I predicted Red Candace to get out? Because PSG Talent had a good game against Red Candace. Again, I think they have a chance. I told you, they they have a chance, but I, I'm still going to go with Wild dude. Cats. Barely, but I do think they have a chance. PSG, I'm not predicting because uh, if they if PSG wins, it's just going to be straight because of like a, a bit of luck and just macro and experience. Like they have regressed hard. The fact that they should not have made it to MSI that was pure luck. Like I'm happy for them, but holy fucking Hanabi is not good anymore. Okay. So, guys, I think Dead Nation Focus Me has been getting better and better with every international event. They made it to the group stage of um worlds last year where they lost every single game i think they have a solid team i'm not too sold on their new mid laner and support because it's, it's always evie steel and Utapon. that's their trio right there they've they've dominated japan for years obviously i think your denition focus me is competing with sign buffalo to get out of the group because i don't think any team is going to be upsetting t1 t1's going to be gonna just go six zero like, Simon Buffalo put up the best shot they can, and yeah, it still no. wasn't good enough. If they lose, it'll be because they're not trying. Yeah, like... I mean, I will say, though, Detonation Focus Me, out of all the teams in this group, Detonation Focus Me have had, like, a history of kind of coming close against T1 before, like, MSI and World, sort of, when yeah. they get to play against each other. They've had, like, some close match. Besides the group stage when they finally made it out, then they just got shits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Their shit kicked in by them, but... So, I, if, if one of these teams were to upset, I would go with Destination Focus Me, but, yeah. I so, think Sagon Buffalo is going to make it out. I think this is yeah. pretty clear. Uh, Detonation Focus Me got really unlucky with the draw, but, you know. My thing here is... If Sangyun Buffalo put up the best game and they couldn't even beat T1 through their bot lane dominating their bot lane, they, they, what do you do at that point? There's, there's like, Yeah, because they made too many mistakes. You can't make any mistakes against T1. And also there's, again, their mm -hmm. macros. Just like, I've never, when was the last time you've seen a team with this good a macro where literally they're just like, they can die just 20 times, but then they'll still have a gold lead somehow? <laughs> like, this is insane. This is some of the best macro I've ever seen from a team in the world. To, yeah, definitely. If you don't have T1 winning this tournament or Worlds, I, I mean, I'm not saying upsets can't happen, but if you're going into this not predicting them, you're on drugs. You clearly did not watch them this year. Yeah, but Fujin, if, I feel so bad for them. Their, their mid laner was just getting absolutely massacred by Faker, and you can't really hold that against the guy because he's a new he's a new rookie. Faker's going to demolish him, you know? Like, I feel so bad, dude. They were destroying them in the bot lane. And I was like, oh, my goodness. We're about to see, like, one of the biggest upsets ever. And then it all came crashing down. Well, as you guys know, RNG. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the Silas pick. Why do teams keep doing that, though? They have, like, a, a young rookie who's playing up against somebody like Faker. And they put him on a risky champ like fucking Silas out of all champions all the time. Why do teams keep doing that? Right now in Group B, you have RNG three and zero, and it's pretty much a free fall because Wildcats looked good in one game, 
but the other two games they got destroyed. Earlier today, they got massacred by PSG Talon. Red Candidates smashed PSG Talon, and then they had that grudge match between Turkey and Brazil with the big rivalry there. But that's not really a rivalry because it's mostly favored in Turkey, but whatever, right? So this is pretty much a free fall. I mean, I could see PSG Talon getting out because – but Unified and Kaiwing are like their best players, and they're not even playing that good, honestly. You know, that's my thing. Like, I just, yeah, well, Kaiwing's definitely their best player, but I don't. He's uh, not even playing that so good. Right again, now. if they make it out, there's going to be a lot of a lot of luck involved. If Brazil makes it out of the group stage right here, they have a chance. I've been telling you, but I'm still going to go with Wildcats. Like, I again, just like last year when Wildcats made it to MSI, I don't think yeah. they're been playing like as good as they should have been this roster and there's mm-hmm. been better Turkish teams they could have been sent in these last oh, yeah. three Talk, international right? events but Talk I think the leader. experience will and stuff will and the just the better mechanics will prevail I do think Red Candice will start making some yeah dumb like 50 IQ plays that will mm-hmm. cost them in, in like a tiebreaker Red Candidates? I'm going to get a Red Candidates icon uh, before it emphasizes over. Holy shit. Good God. I got to support Brazil, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a hot Brazilian white girl that was really interested in me. She wanted to do nasty things to me. Yeah, hey, Brazil is a fun league, the raw, a fun league to watch. Uh, it's too bad their fans are toxic as fuck, though. Oh, my goodness. You are... Sorry, give me one second, guys. Okay. Right, so this is this is just the clown fiesta. This is just the let's just ha- have like a five hour nap group. Wasting my time group. Why? Why is this a thing? I'll say this. this fucking kill me group. This is the group. NA versus EU. Uh, last year NA versus EU ended off with Cloud Nine beating Rogue. So last year NA got it at the last international event, and then you got this. It's EG lost both times to G2. Now, G2 in the second game against EG had a massive uh, I goal. I do think lead. they'll lose once. So, like, G2 had a massive goal lead against EG in the second game. They threw, and then EG forgot how to play macro and forgot how to actually effectively end the game with Baron to the point where they kept fighting them and Broken Blade, with great target selection on his Camille, kept grabbing triple kills. They were, they were so shocked. They were winning a game. They forgot their brain. They were like, Baron? All late? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? We're winning? Because the first game, Jojo Pionga no absolutely fucking clue like what that. they were doing, honestly. That second but, game. Uh, was- yeah, I do think they'll lose once against EG because I feel like just G2 is not going to try in one of the games. They're already mm-hmm. good. So that, that's it. Not because of EG doing anything. Yeah, hey, I think Order can you know win both games. Next time, yeah, I think they'll make it out. Order's gonna t- if you flip the score right now, order's in first place. Hey, I mean, how was how, uh corporal? I haven't w- watched all their games yet. How's oh, corporal garbage. been? Terrible, that guy stings, dude. That guy plays really guy- I, well. I watched the first game and he was like oh. one of their better players, honestly. I think Bile Panther's their best player because corporal really? has been playing like shit. Well, well, him and Bile Panther, but and then po- again, Oceanic, their one good thing is yeah. ADCs, them, both of them, and just many fucking Meyer. It, hold on, who was again? It was Oceanic and uh, yeah, Turkey. Honestly, their ADCs are just fucking killer. 
But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna bring up the G2 versus uh EG game right now, so I'll show you guys something because the first game against G2, G2 had that nice and Nivea pick that they brought up with caps that was pretty cool. I like seeing draft um adaptation like that, that's what I like to see, you know. And in the second game against G2 versus EG, let me definitely get that right here the game essentially was in g2's favor until they threw at baron it was all them you know the game was theirs the game was legitimately theirs so we'll watch this game guys we're gonna play this game for you let's fucking go do i think eg have a shot at beating g2 i mean maybe they probably might win a game but imagine this g2 would be three and one against our top seed That'd be crazy. But you guys know me. I'm rooting for G2 and RNG for the tournament, so I don't give a fuck. It was nice seeing G2 just beat the shit out of fucking EG in their first game. That was that was so also beautiful to see. Mwah. Just thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, this was the Anivia game, so that's definitely the wrong game. Sorry about that. It was supposed to bring up the fucking other game where Broken Blade was on Camille, actually. Yep, this game right here. Give me a second. So, uh, Mr. Cole, what did you think about uh, G2's uh, main throw against EG? Only to have EG's brains fall off. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, just, uh, I didn't expect anything different, honestly, from EG heading into this. So, uh, especially what, uh, again, do people keep forgetting that Vulcan at like every international event actually played bad, even on Clutch Gaming? It's like, yeah, he's good regionally. He was like the best support this year regionally since Core JJ didn't play enough for me to confidently rank him first. But I mean, he's. <laughs> every international event this guy just shits the bed also uh, what I, i'm of course on his fucking signature recon int pick <laughs> so what i've noticed at this msi is that we've gotten uh pike back in the meta we've gotten lucian we've gotten galio back at mid i think the galio pick has been very good for a player like caps who just wants to roam around the map and just impact the game now in this game g2 was just I mean, annihilating them is just an understatement. Completely gapping all of them. That was horrifying to see, you know? Bot lane, you had Targamas making an easy pick onto Danny with the Bone Spear. That gave bot lane a huge lead for a bit. Then later on during the game, G2 ended up throwing at Baron, and EG started pushing out the lanes, started taking control of the map. But what they should have did to actually end the game was that they should have actually tried to not just all in mid consistently. They should have just tried to honestly, you know, split push. They have a Gwen. They have a Gwen. So you can constantly just split push on the Gwen, take towers. Zoe can poke. Ezreal can poke. Jarvan can all in if you layer the CC properly. But then they weren't able to secure their back line. So you had Broken Blade just going in there using his Hextech ultimatum to just separate them and completely... uh destroy Danny because Danny even at this part of the game Danny is still zero and five Danny was pretty much completely useless he had like two items by 30 minutes while Flackett had like almost his fourth item about to get done you know so I think Danny hasn't had uh the MSI that a lot of people thought he was gonna have and that's to be expected when you have Jojo Peon and Danny being at their first international event you know and this is this would be uh, yeah, Inspired and Vulcan have been at, what, three international events? Impact's been to a lot of them, you know, like, 
a lot of people have to understand there's a reason why Impact and Inspired are playing the best in the team. There's a reason why they have these two players specifically. A lot of people thought the only reason why EG won NA was because of the NA players. You are fucking retarded if you believe that. They won because of Impact and Expired being veterans and actually good players on the team. You know, I'm not saying Jojo Piana Danny played bad, but a lot of people are just vastly underrating uh, what Impact and Inspired actually bring to the table. You know? Yeah, and it's also Targets and Flackets' first in, in, international event, too. And that's really good to see that their first international event, they're not scared. They're not hesitant on making plays. You know, it, it's different with each player. You know, not every player is going to play good at their first international event. Or some players just scale up. It Each player is different, you know. Um, but I did like to see Danny and Vulcan playing a bit better. They played okay against Order, but I don't know if that really counts, honestly. But... For this game, they look at what they're doing on the map right here. Uh, yeah, Impact's TP is up right here. Impact's TP is up. He could TP to to the uh to the wave down there and keep pushing right here. You have all of these many waves on the map. How are they not ending the game? Or you simply just take the inhibs and just rotate out of the map right there. Oh, sorry, rotate out of the base. So right here, I don't know why. They kept trying to force right here. Trying to force right here is just not going to work. There's nothing else to achieve here unless you want to go for the third inhib, which I think uh, by my mom moniker, my screen is already down. I don't know why Inspired uh, forced right there. There was no need to force right there. All you have to do is just back away. You have three inhibs down. Just reset the map. They can't leave the base. If they leave the base, they're going to lose the game. What are you doing? Why are you trying to force like that? That makes no sense. Uh, right there, uh, I Impact... Use his TP to uh, get back in to the fight. I think he should just TP to the base to obviously threaten the map more. But that's just me personally. Fuck Warren. Bastard. Hello? And then obviously yeah, hello. EG, uh, EG take Baron uh, once again. Uh, sir, can you hear me? No, you're good. It was just Warren. What's up, Warren? How you doing, man? How's your day, uh, dude? Uh, no, I think they should get off of Baron here. Like, my my thing with EG in this game, it was more like... Uh, why did why they take Baron, man? That's not how you win the game. Like, why are they not playing for their side lanes more? They have a Gwen! Play for your side lane more. They just kept trying to all in on mid. It's like, you don't have to do that. Are you on Coke? When is a 5v5 champ? I mean, you have him obviously push mid, threaten to obviously get the other in hit. Then you have him come up and help you fight. Because they were not good at 5v5s, as shown right here. They were not good at 5v5s. Uh, good, good job, Vulcan. What a great international good job, Vulcan. player, Vulcan. Good Hell job. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Vulcan. Good job, Danny. Danny was over here. You right in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fucking suicide leap <laughs> off a building in Israel. Vulcan Blade played these team fights absolutely beautiful. He picked up six kills in two back-to-back team fights. Danny was one in like, six. What are they doing? Just fuck it out. What? You spread the map a bit more. Just have one of your carries threaten to end the game. Soul. Good job. Good job, guys. Warren, yeah, you haven't said anything. What the f what's up, man? What hey, you we, we don't need soul. It's fine. Soul's useless. It's uh, just an inferno soul. Uh sorry, I was uh, I just like underneath the weather, so uh Oh shit. Hope we'll be hope you feel better, man. Uh I saw some of these games. It's the reason why I gave up on America. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Sorry. Like, like how do you lose to a Galio? Like, 
they ha they have enough damage, but yet they're losing. That doesn't make sense. They're just not able to be in this kind of situation with rookie players like this. It's just how it works. Like when you're when you're in a situation like this with rookie players, they just start choking. Like they were so surprised they were actually head against G two. They forgot how to actually end a game with two barons and three and hits down at one point. If that's not choke, that's not choking. You just you just trash. Uh, uh, did, did JoJo Pion hit a single fucking shot with Zoe? I want to know. As many shots as I hit with women when I try to go out with them. Well, this isn't good for G two. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he he hit as many shots with Zoe as MS uh, sorry as MSK did with women. That not makes a lot of sense. None. Like outside of this game, this almost throw from G two, they have been pretty good throughout the event so far. Because they wonder they haven't been challenged. That, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. This is why I, I didn't even want to watch this MSI. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I'm You're sorry. Fine, to get not yeah. Who's watching Group C? That's the most useless group ever. We knew I this result would play out for all three. I watch it for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, like Oops. you do with Twitter. I don't want cancer from all the Twitter replies from the Schneider fans, but you'd still do it because for <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, uh, yeah, Schneider fans uh, rigged the Twitter voting. Yeah, and uh, wow, and ninety percent of them apparently have just been reported to be bot accounts. In other news, water is wet. Well, I just don't like MSI anymore. Yes, MSI is stupid. So you want Rift Rivals again? No. <laughs> I want I want slavery to come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that that I mean, doesn't work. Slavery us. did a lot for humanity. <laughs> Last time in the doing work like that, you know. Oh Lord, you guys are crazy. All right, but they were think, able to invent a lot of stuff, accomplish all this stuff. Do you disagree, MSK? I, I like MSI. It's just, you know, when you have groups like that, it's just either add another team from another major region or just make bigger groups then. You know what I mean? That's all you have to do. Yeah, I don't understand why it's like, okay, CIS could make it. Have like a... Have like a... EU second seed. Join Group C or some shit. I don't the, know. Like, just like something team, like that. The team that was that won Worlds gets to bring a second team to MSI. Oh, that's that's probably unfair, but I see your point. Yeah, you know, like I like my thing here, which would be it, top esports, which would be top, right? Yeah, that, that oh, yeah, cool. China won. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, top esports would go. That'd be pretty exciting, honestly. Because G two is in game challenge, so like, you think you think it, you think owner faker <laughs> Guma, you see carrier you think you think they're gonna get let this shit slide Caps no. is gonna Caps is gonna clap faker watch out man Caps is gonna get raped by faker uh, <laughs> yeah Caps is gonna fucking retire after playing against him watch Caps beat that guy's ass and I'm gonna watch you guys cry to me after we, uh, we talk uh, okay no Caps is gonna get his ass kicked so hard he's gonna get put into slavery how about that Wait, what what day of MSI are we on? Day We'll be two. on day four tonight, right? Day four. Yeah, we're gonna be on day day four. So we're gonna have we have group two only. Yeah, we have groups. Well that, that is a true fact though, Fujin. Yeah, it is also their first. Oh, okay. So guys, right now, moving into the groups, 
for days four through six, it's going to be the own individual group playing. You know how it's always just like mixed up for the first three days? Tonight, it's, it's going to start with uh, RNG's group to see who makes it to the Rumble stage. Then after RNG's group's turn, it's G2's group. Then after that, it's T1's group. Then after that, after these next three days, you get the Rumble stage, which will start about uh, six. It'll start about what? Five days after um, the last day of groups for this right now. So who, who do you guys think make it out? Who makes it to the Rumble stage? Who gets to the Rumble stage? Uh, Saigon, Buffalo, and Detonation focus me. What? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh my goodness. All right. I think RNG and Red Candids, G2, EG, T1, and uh, Saigon, Buffalo get to the Rumble stage. <laughs> oh shit. Oh god. Well, We'll probably end up predicting. Yeah, we gotta predict all the games. I think because we're not gonna be here until next week, and next week is when we're gonna. Fuck it, I'll go Red Candids. You know, it's probably gonna be Wildcats, but fuck it, Red Candids. Let's go. Uh, I I mean, if PSG makes it out, I'll be so disappointed. They deserve shit. Oh god! All right, guys, give me a second. I hope you're okay, Warren. I hope you don't have the the via the that Chinese stuff infecting you. The, the oh. Ching Chong, the Bing Bong, the Ling Long, the Ding Dong, the Sing, the Sing Long. Do you know you're going to hell when you're dead? A King Gong. <laughs> okay, so groups day four. How about I just predict the games for everyone? Wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Where's the LCL team? Uh, they're running from Putin right now. Um, so I'm gonna go. Oh, uh... Oh, oh yeah, right. Ukraine set a war on them. Red candidates, okay, uh, red candidates are four. making it. Red candidates are making it out to the rumble yeah. stage. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go red candidates. Uh, RNG. <clears throat> uh, Wildcats. RNG. Red candidates. <laughs> uh, and let's go PSG. There All right. Go. I'm going Red Candids, RNG, Wildcats, RNG, Red Candids, and RNG. And Warren, he doesn't care. Uh, I don't want to be upset at the end. Uh, nope. PSG. Uh... Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think RNG's going to drop a game. So, uh, Who are they uh, dropping a game to? Uh, so I'll say RNG this one, PSG, RNG, Istanbul, PSG. Well, guys, uh, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be dead by the end of, end of tonight. Uh, let, let's be honest here. G2 and EG are making it out, right? Now, my question here is, will EG beat G2? Actually, yes, they're not that stupid. What if they lose to G two four times? <laughs> if they well, lose, to... <laughs> they have to. If EG EG just gets out if they beat G two once and they win all their order games. Give me a second. 
What'd you say? What happened? If G, if EG can just win all, if EG just has to win one G2 game and one order game and they're in because that would mean that order is automatically eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So my thing here is if G2 smash EG two more games, I'm happy. And I'm pretty sure T1 is getting out of this group. If they don't, that is just that would be the most insane upset. Right, here, I'll say first game of day first game of day five, I'll say EG as an upset just because I feel like G2 is not gonna get to a point where they don't really give much of a shit anymore. Uh outside of that though, yeah, the rest of the predictions on day five are pretty obvious. You I don't even need to say them. You mean order, order. EG, EG. Yeah, order, 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 order. Yeah. Order, order. order. Oh, Imagine if or yo, hold on. if order wins, if, if order makes it out of this group, I'll get like an order tattoo on my back, like like a giant size is on my back. <laughs> their logo oh. there. Oh, I hope not. I that that means the world is not on its axis, or that means I might be getting late tonight if order actually makes it out of the group. You know. That's crazy. I think it's. I mean, I want to say Dennis and Focus me out of the group, but I think Saigon Buffalo is just a. I don't know. They're both pretty evenly matched. I'll say Dennis and Focus me makes it to the Rumble stage because they're a bit more experienced than Saigon Buffalo. So I'll say Dennis and Focus me T1 get out. There's no need to predict the games because T1's going to win all their games anyway. <laughs> For G2 and EG, I think EG will win at least one game, but I think G2's clapping that ass three three to one because you know obviously fuck EG right. Okay, so that pretty much can, uh, concludes with that, you know. Well, yeah, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, Sagon Buffalo. Hey, why did you close it, bitch? I hate you so much. You stupid ass about, motherfucker. I was doing my girl. predictions. I was talking about yeah, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, listen, again, unfortunate for DFM that they have to face Buffalo. But again, Vietnam, honestly, I would say is actually probably the best minor region in the game. But we would have to see more of. But yeah, they're just so underrated. But anyway, uh, yeah, Saigon Buffalo, uh, T1. Uh, I'll go DFM, uh, T1. And then I'll go with the one upset ace. This is the one game they're going to win. Garbage. And then. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then no, no, no. I said against DFM, dumbass, and then and then T one. So so mm. DFM would like tie it up there, kind of. But then they would shit the bed against A's and fuck themselves up. That's how it goes. Give me a second. I, I oh shit! I think someone just sent me a link. Okay, I actually have to head out, guys, right now. Um, but no, we had a great show tonight. You know, it's nice having Warren here. Hope you feel better, man. I hope you feel better. Yeah, uh, next, next week, guys, it'll be the Rumble stage. So that's what we got our predictions out today. Uh, yeah, G2's beating that ass. So, you know, hey, I'm rooting for G2 and RNG to win the event. So I hope one of them wins, honestly. I mean, RNG oh. is probably going to make the finals. Just, just if RG win this MSI again, I'm, I like T1, obviously. I'm a fan of them in the LCK, but if they don't, anytime they don't win international events, I'm also like, I obviously, as a T1 fan, I want them to, but on the other hand, I'm also kind of happy because they're fucking fans and ownership. Those cocksucker, fucking toxic, miserable people don't deserve it. So, 
Either way, I'm happy if they lose or don't because of that. Well, guys, that's it. See you guys next week. Uh, if you guys want to see me on my main YouTube channel, links will be down below, obviously. Uh, it's crazy. We're almost done with season three. That's fucking crazy. Because when we get to episode 13, we'll be up 10 more episodes left until season three is over. So, yeah, we'll be having coverage of MSI 2022. Like, I enjoy watching the games. It's just kind of fun watching these minor regions just fight each other because you don't really know what, what you're going to get. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, you can watch the minor dead? regions throughout the years. Oh, it was just so bad watching Orders Midlander pick Zed and watch Caps just clap that guy. That was bad. That is bad yeah, to I see. Mean, Let's go Zen support. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, there were a lot of interesting storylines that have been happening, like uh, Brazil. Bro, what's interesting? Year. I mean, not not to, not what? to be facetious to you. This shit, this MSI is garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, it is garbage. It is it's no like watching Paramount Plus. <laughs> Absolutely true, but Paramount Plus is fireworks. But yeah, no, I, yeah, MSI is like one fifth or one fourth of the wharf of worlds. So hey, hey, if RNG wins like MSI four or five times, then hey, maybe it will mean something. Then maybe, and they'll still have no worlds win because they're a bunch of chokers. Well, <laughs> uh, Paul. Paul said Superman and Lois will be canceled after the Flash. Paul, Superman and Lois is not getting canceled. They just renewed it for a fucking third season. Superman and Lois, like, holy, that that's the one and only thing, like, CW has done that actually is Give good. Stargirl? Stargirl? Uh, literally everything else. Well, he's, he might not be wrong because oh, you remember. I haven't seen Stargirl. Remember with HBO Max, they want, yeah. they, they want, the, they want all their DC properties on, on one, one, one platform. platform. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Oh shit! I haven't got a chance to talk to you about Moon Knight. Did you like the Moon Knight finale? Uh, not really. That shit was trash, dude. It was okay. That shit was garbage, man. If, if, yeah, no, it, it it was terrible. It holy, and also I'm so that the Moon Knight stuff was the one show that like people who I know who don't like comic book stuff at all was actually kind of excited for. And they don't have Disney Plus, they have HBO Max. And then they decided, now we're not putting it on HBO Max. So that pissed off all of them. They're like, oh, yeah. now I'm not even watching it. I think I think if Disney can pull off what they did with, like, Multiverse of Madness in regards to, like, violence, then, then, then shows like Moon Knight and Blade might have a chance. Uh, mm -hmm. But... Uh, Moon Knight was disappointing. Yeah. yeah well, guys, the, the, the finale was just terrible, though. Holy fuck. Guys, um, what, what was wrong with them? Oh, yeah. See you guys next week. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm watching any movies in my movie theater next week, so we'll, we'll, we'll probably have the episode on Thursday yeah, there, again. There's nothing really releasing. It's yeah, like next uh, week, them stuff might release. If I have a movie to watch, then we'll probably have the episode on Wednesday. But unless I have something to watch, then we'll just have the episodes Thursday. So uh, usually the episodes mm -hmm. are on Wednesday or Thursday. That's why I have it on the about page. Yeah, there, there, there's not been releasing this week or really yeah. next week. Because, dude, Peacock, yeah. not Peacock, oh my god, uh, fucking Firestarter is going to be on Peacock so I can watch it digital tomorrow anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Or later, later tonight I can watch it digital. So it doesn't matter to me. All right, guys. Hey, hey, well, actually, on. There's, uh, okay, the finale of it was shit, though, Warren, but did you like the uh, one suit, Layla? Heck, a lot of people are saying it was literally better than Wonder Woman's in 84. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs>
Uh, I'm the Nightwing. Anyway, I'm, I'm signing out, guys. Peace.